Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Megan Hosh about her wedding at the Wedding Pavilion as one of the first couples to get married after Disney reopened following the COVID-19 closure. I thought you'd be interested to hear how she planned this wedding and how things worked with the new restrictions and how it all turned out. So welcome, Megan. Hi, thank you for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I've been looking forward to it. I've been listening to your podcast forever. It's helped me so much. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, great. Well, how did you decide in the first place that you wanted to have a Disney wedding? Well, we got engaged in Disney at the Magic Kingdom. And immediately, I mean, we've been going to Disney my whole life. So my first thought was, now we get to plan our Disney wedding. We just knew from the beginning that it would be there. That's great. Now, was the day that you ended up getting married the day that you were originally planning, or was it pushed back due to COVID-19? It was. Um, luckily, we were always scheduled for October 6th. There was some uncertainty as to whether it would happen or not, but we got to keep our day, and we got married on October 6th. How did you choose that as your date and the time of day? We knew we wanted October. We were thinking later in October, but there was some different people penciled down for the dates that we were thinking about, and we didn't want to do the lottery system. So October 6th didn't have anyone on it. I knew I wanted a Tuesday in the morning for the cheaper prices. So um, it just kind of worked out that we got the first pick for October 6th. Oh, that's great. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? Originally, we were sticking around 50 people, and with the COVID restriction, they limited to 50 anyway. So everyone that we invited was able to make the trip, and it worked out with the restriction, too. Oh, that's great. So they weren't scared off by, you know, travel and all of that stuff? There might have been like two people, but we quickly had two more people who were, who were willing to jump in. So we, we just, we stayed with our 50. Oh, that's great. Did you set up a room block for your guests? We did. Um, We had a room block at the Grand Floridian, Caribbean Beach, and Pop Century. And where were your ceremony and reception venues? Our ceremony was the Wedding Pavilion, and our reception ended up being at the California Grill, which was a last-minute change for me, and I loved it. I was so happy with that change. Oh, that's interesting. Where were you originally going to have the reception? Originally, we were in the Grand Floridian Ballroom, and then once I started thinking about how I wanted to decorate it and looking at the cost of what, how much it would cost me to decorate it the way that I would want to, I just started thinking about different options. And originally, I didn't even realize that I would meet the food and beverage minimum for the California Grill. So once I made that realization and reached out to them, it was perfect. It was an easy switch. I signed an addendum, and I was so glad I did with the view from the California Grill. Oh, that's great. 
Now I'm going to do a section that I'm calling the COVID-19 lightning round. And this is all of the questions that people are asking on the message boards and in the Facebook groups about the current COVID-19 restrictions. So whatever applied at the time of your wedding, I'm sure people would love to hear about it. Here we go. (laughs) So when and where were guests required to wear masks? So guests were required to wear masks um, basically everywhere. The only time that they could take it off was seated at the reception, actively eating or drinking. Okay. And did they have assigned seating for your guests at the wedding pavilion? Yes. So the night before, we had a dessert party, and they were assigned seated there. And then the same thing for the wedding pavilion. I did the assigned seating and the reception as well. Oh, that's interesting. Where was your dessert party? Our dessert party was supposed to be at the marina, but they would have had to switch us between marina and Sago Cay. So they actually moved it to the summer house, which I loved it. It was great. That's interesting. Now, for people who are worried about having a dessert party when they aren't doing fireworks, can you tell them a little bit about what that was like? Sure. When we got there, like I said, it was assigned seating. They had like a buffet style and it was separated with plexiglass and the servers served what you asked for. And they were able to serve you at your table, so they didn't want a lot of walking around. But it was great. I mean, we honestly, if nobody knew that the fireworks should have been happening, they would have thought it was just a nice dessert cocktail party and that the fireworks didn't even exist. We didn't even really notice that they weren't there. Oh, that's great. Okay. So then at the ceremony, did the bridal party and the officiant have to wear masks? They did. Only Andrew and I didn't have to wear masks, and as well as my dad when he walked me down the aisle. And then when we got to the end um, and he gave me away, he had to put his mask on and be seated. I see. Now, afterwards, were your family members allowed to stand next to you without masks in photos? So I don't think they were supposed to be allowed to. Initially, the first person who took a photo with me was my dad, and we were next to each other without a mask on. Obviously, we had walked in together without a mask on. When we started to move on to other family members, like with Andrew's parents, We took one picture and then, um, you know, they came running in and they were like, you have to distance, you have to distance or put a mask on. So every family picture after that, we were either six feet apart from a family or they were masked. So it'll be interesting to look at the pictures, how it how it progressed with once we were realizing what was happening, like what we needed to be doing. I see. But I did see that your photographers got a great shot of your whole bridal party in the wedding pavilion, socially distanced without masks. Yes. That It looks amazing. It just looks like a regular photo. It does. It, and I honestly, I prefer the look of it to the traditional style. When we were doing it, it, like it, they, it took them a little bit more time to set it up. Um, but they came prepared. They came with a step stool. Um, they had it. They did amazing. I I mean, I couldn't ask for any better, and I was able to get everybody in there with no mask on, distanced. That's wonderful. Now, in what other locations were you and your husband allowed to take photos with your masks off? We also did it at Picture Point. When we got into the carriage, we needed to put the mask on. Basically, anytime we crossed the bridge at the wedding pavilion, the mask had to go on. (sighs) And then at the reception, we were able to obviously have it off at our table, We were able to take it off for the cake cutting and our dances with parent with our parents. We didn't have to have them on. And honestly, we didn't do we did our dances like the special dances, but we didn't have like a dance floor or dancing or anything like that. So we were able to keep them off for most of the time since we were sitting. So that was nice. 
And then we went out on the catwalk. And as long as no one else was out there with us, like our guests couldn't be out there, we could take our mask off. If the guests came out, we had to put the mask on. So we were able to get some good shots out there um, with no mask. Interesting. Okay, great. And then at the reception, how were your seating arrangements modified? Did you have to add more tables? I didn't. I think because it was the California Grill, it was a little bit easier for me because the tables could be in groups of two, four, or five. They couldn't go over five, I don't think, which worked out because none of my parties were over five people. So they were spaced out. And I think closer to me was like tables of two. And then the bigger groups had to be farther away in the restaurant, but it worked out fine. You know, everybody with with that view, no one complained about the seating. <laughs> it was great. It worked out great. Uh, and how did you handle single guests? I didn't have anybody that was single. The night before at the dessert party, two of my bridesmaids at the reception, they were with their family, but at the dessert party, they were alone. And we were able to actually put them at a table together as long as the table was big enough to, for them to be six feet apart since they weren't technically in the same travel party. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Now, how did the buffet and the bar work? Did the servers just take orders from people rather than letting them walk up to a bar? For the drinks, I think the drinks were actually set up. I had a mimosa bar and they were all set up and people could just take their own drink. For the soft drinks, they would order from the servers at the table. And then for the buffet, it was set up kind of like cafeteria style with plexiglass. And you would just walk up and tell them what you wanted. So all of my options were out on display and you would just choose. Prior to getting there, I thought, well, what I was told was that we would order food from the servers, like order your own entrees since they couldn't do a buffet. So I was actually happy when I got there and saw that, you know, all of the options were available and it was just served to you instead of serving yourself. I see. Okay. Now you mentioned you didn't have any dancing. Did you have a DJ? I did not. And for the first dances, so the plan was to, you know, give my phone to the wedding planner, let them play the songs. My best man and maid of honor would give the speeches, but Disney is not actually allowed to touch your device anymore right now. So I was able to bring a speaker and play my music myself so that they didn't have to touch the device to play the music. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. And with the wedding pavilion, um, I actually had songs that I wanted to play, you know, and bring the device or the CDs for them to play the music. I was not allowed to do that either. Um, but luckily, I begged and pleaded. And um, I wanted to come out to So This Is Love by Cinderella. And since they do own that song, they were able to play it without me providing it to them. So I was happy about that. Um, the rest was just played on piano. Aha. Okay. Did they allow you to have a guest book? They did not. Okay. And favors? I don't think they would have been allowed. I made the decision to cut them anyway, but it sounded to me in the end like anything that would have uh, would be a high touch point or that Disney would have to touch, I couldn't have it. So like I couldn't, I wanted to bring my own toasting flutes and I couldn't do that because um, they were, they thought that they would have to handle them. And I wasn't allowed to bring my decor for my sweetheart table that I originally was going to bring because they weren't allowed to handle anything that I would provide. Wow. Okay. And then this is a question I see. How did your makeup hold up with all your mask going on and off? It was actually great. Laura Reynolds did an amazing job. So it, it was on throughout the day. I didn't really notice a difference at all. 
Wonderful. Okay. All right. So then back to the regular questions. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any menu items or cake flavors you can recommend? The shrimp and grits at the California Grill was amazing. Hmm. My guest told me that all the food was absolutely amazing. I was feeling a little nauseous, so I was just nervous. So the shrimp, uh, that was my go-to, and it was great. And our cake, all three of our flavors were great. Our top layer was churro, which was awesome. Our middle layer was almond with amaretto crunch, which was my favorite. And the bottom layer was cookies and cream, which was Andrew's favorite. Oh, that's wonderful. Did you have characters or any other kind of entertainment? We did not. The only thing that we had was the carriage. I don't know if that's considered entertainment. I think it's pretty entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> we did have the carriage. That was great. It was beautiful. Ah. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day ran? Sure. So we started hair and makeup at 3.30 in the morning. Um, we Yeah. We had a villa. We were actually upgraded by surprise to the three-bedroom villa. But the hair and makeup was – they were not allowed to come up there because of the airspace with COVID. So Disney actually provided us with a ballroom. Uh -huh. And so we had to be down in the ballroom for 3.30. We were finished by 6.30 or 7 um, with the hair and makeup. Went back up to the room. We did some group shots and like getting ready photos, getting in my dress. And I was actually able to do like a first look up there um, with my stepdad so that he didn't have to see me with a mask on for the first time. And then we went down. I think while this was happening, the guys were doing some photos in the wedding pavilion so that they didn't have to have their mask on for like individual photos. Uh -huh. um, and then when that was over, we went to the wedding pavilion and I did some pre-ceremony photos with the girls. And then we did our first touch, me and Andrew did. And then I think around 9, 10 at this point, I went over, 9 o'clock maybe, I went over and got into, I took some photos on the staircase in the Grand Floridian, which I had to have special approval to do, wow. um, but they did approve it. And then I got in the carriage from there and the ceremony started at 9.30. After that, I think we were finished with photos at the wedding pavilion around 1045. And then we got to the reception around 11-ish. And then honestly, from there, it was a blur. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? What kept sticking out to me was the runner. I was super focused on the runner. I, initially, I wanted the glitter runner, but the company who is doing that right now had a lot of furloughs, and they're not currently doing the glitter runner, the all glitter. So I went with a white runner with green font, and it said Happily Ever Hosh. So it actually worked out, and I loved it, and I'm so glad it worked out that way because it made for beautiful photos. And I was really, I really wanted the carriage, so I was glad I got that too. And then were there aspects that were less important where you saved your money or your effort? Yes. So um, I did not decorate the pavilion besides the runner. I didn't decorate the pavilion. And then um, I added no decor at the California Grill and no one could tell. <laughs> That's great. What ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? I have a lot of good memories, but when we walked into the reception and I saw the cake that stands out to me so much because I saw the cake and I had the castle cake topper and then I saw the castle from the Magic Kingdom in the same moment. And it was just like so surreal in that moment. Like, oh my gosh, all of this stuff that I've been picturing and planning, here it is. 
and you know the stress of the morning was gone so now I could just enjoy everything <laughs> that's wonderful now did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected so I expected the, the, you know, the mask situation and the social distancing. I was prepared for all of that. And my wedding planner was amazing, super sweet. Some of the staff, I, I don't know if it was stress. They, you know, they weren't the nicest people, you know, especially on your wedding day. Hmm. Um, so, you know, I had some concerns with that. It definitely was, I didn't expect that. But everything else as far as the things that I planned they all turned out great. It was just some of the interactions that we had with some of the staff that wasn't how I expected. Was that having to do with the mask restrictions or? It was, there was a lot of confusion on when can we, you know, take them off with our bridal party. My bridal party and I were in the same travel party the night before. We all shared a villa. So we were kind of screamed at when we took a picture together with no mask on. We just didn't know that we weren't supposed to because we were in the same travel party. Hmm. So um, it was just, I think it was the way that everything was approached, not necessarily what they were saying, how they were saying it. Um, And like I said, everybody was stressed and it's new territory. It was just, you know, kind of taken aback, like to be screamed at for something that you didn't know on your wedding day. Right, for sure. I wonder if future couples could like provide a list or a breakdown that's like, these are the travel parties. So if you see them together, it's okay. (laughs) Right, right. And I kind of tried to do that. I think it was just, and I even explained, like, I have two brothers who um, our parents are divorced. So for the wedding, one was seated with one parent, one was with the other. And, you know, going into it, I was like, these are my brothers. They live in the same household. You know, they're going to be mingling. And then, you know, when we got there, it was told, well, they're, they're not at the same table. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter. They can't mingle. So it was just things like that where I think brides should be prepared. If you don't have them seated together, they can't really, at this time, mingle. Okay, that's a great tip. Yes. Was there anything, besides COVID, of course, that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then it turned out not to be? No, I don't think so. Everything went according to plan, and I was trying not to stress about everything, and it worked out. <laughs> nothing <laughs> seemed, nothing really getting going into it seemed like a huge deal to me. Oh, good. Okay, great. And is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I may have done a later ceremony, maybe like the 12 o'clock or, or around that area. 9.30 was just super, super early, especially when you have to start hair and makeup so early. And I felt like I was, it was a lot of rushing. And if I could redo it, I would just push it back a few hours so that I wouldn't feel so rushed. That makes sense. Do you have any tips or advice for future Disney couples, perhaps people who are wondering if they should go through with their wedding now with the COVID restrictions or push it back and they're not sure what to do? I... 100% say go through with it. The day was still magical. Just know, prepare yourself for maybe not getting all of the shots you want without a mask or ask those questions beforehand. Maybe I didn't ask enough. I don't know. But at the end of the day, I still married my best friend and I wouldn't change any of that. I'll take the go with the bad. (laughs) That's wonderful. Well, Megan, I think you've offered a lot of great tips for anyone who's planning at Walt Disney World, especially with the situation right now. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. 
In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. <laughs>